Can't get enough wrestling talk? Well, check out Ringside Rant with top guys RJ and Justin, the kings of ranting. The new shows drop each Friday morning at 9 Eastern, and it'll take you back to the good old days of pro wrestling, but also the not-so-good days. Ringside Rant is available on all podcast platforms, as well as full press coverage, Wrestling with Johnners Network, and the Shining Wizards Network. You can also follow the show on Twitter at underscore ringside rant. It's ringside rant with RJ and Justin new shows drop Friday morning at nine Eastern. That's ringside rant with RJ and Justin, a couple of top guys doing top guy stuff. It's ringside rant with RJ and Justin new shows Friday mornings at nine Eastern. It's Friday. It's 9 a.m. You know what that means. Another great episode of the Ringside Rand is with you this week. And introducing your host, he is Cincinnati's favorite son, J.D. Justin Davis. And from Rochester, New York, he is the man with the magical voice. RJ! And as always, welcome to Ranters Nation. Welcome to episode 154 of the Ringside Rant. I am the man with the magical voice. He is and forever will be Mr. WrestleMania, J.D. Justin Davis. Justin, what's up, man? That's right. Not Shawn Michaels. It's me. Not fucking Shawn, Mr. WrestleMania. Who the fuck called him Mr. Mr. WrestleMania anyways? It's probably self-proclaimed, but, well, it's either that or if you have adrenaline in your soul. I don't know. Maybe that, uh, maybe they could take that guy. <laughs> Some guy hasn't really done too much with that recently, so. Well, speaking of WrestleMania, we're recording on Sunday here, the day after night one, and yeah. I can say night one was pretty damn good. I was impressed with it. Yeah, I uh, was going back and forth with a number of other people that were that do shows or wrestling fans or whatever, and they're like, yeah, this has probably been the best in the last number of years. I said, dude, this has probably been the best WrestleMania probably in the last five or ten years because yeah props to bruce pritchard our buddy and i thought they just did a fantastic job you know it's not going to get talked about a lot but i thought a really solid match of the night was bianca blair and becky lynch i thought that that should have what they should have flip-flopped the the women's matches nothing against charlotte personally but uh i know money mike is probably haven't hasn't left his bedroom and probably well, since I just, then so i just sent him a picture of charlotte flair's titty falling out so he's probably <laughs> okay he's I, probably I, he's probably wore the pad off of his hand uh, multiple times <laughs> at this point he's probably got to switch it up a little bit do the stranger or something uh <laughs> but no the other uh, sneaky good match was uh i like drew mcintyre and corbin i thought that was good yeah Honestly, I don't think there was really a bad card on the or a bad match on the card last night. No, and, and even they had the uh, they put it to tonight. I don't know if you saw it. Was New Day versus um, Sheamus and uh, his little lackey there? Uh, what's his name that broke uh, Biggie's yeah. neck? Yeah. Anyways, they moved that to tonight because they had to get cut for time. I'm like, oh no shit! He kind of went all in on their first night. So yeah. Um, but. 
We are continuing WrestleMania month here on the show. This week, we, uh, yeah, we don't have one of the best WrestleManias of all time, allegedly. Um, WrestleMania 9, Justin. Uh, some Caesars Palace in 1993. So we've done some of the stuff in that era of 93 to probably about 95. And we knew at that time that it really wasn't the best time for the company. Um, now, this is a this is a bad WrestleMania. However, it's not as bad as WrestleMania 11. That which was we're going to be going over in a couple of weeks. <laughs> that keep in mind, dog so. shit. Um, but this one here, not real good, especially the ending, of course, if you're me. But um, there are fun parts of this show, so it's not completely terrible. So we'll uh, get into that a little bit, but I wanted to get your thoughts on it. They actually had the match we'll run through is uh, they were supposedly supposed to do a match between Bam Bam Bigelow and Kamala, but that was canceled due to time constraints. Cancel culture. Uh, so, but, but that was even before the event began. Yeah. I'm surprised that in 93, we didn't get any type of Bam Bam match. I would have thought that they'd put him in uh, yeah, in a match somewhere. But Well, and I'm kind of pissed because I love Kamala. Like, I would have liked to have seen that match right. in a way. Right. Another guy that we love is Mr. Rich Palladino. So let's send it up to the ring to him right now. It's the opening contest. All right, Justin. So this is being billed as the world's largest toga party. Who is your favorite person to ever wear a toga? Bobby Heenan. Okay. I was lobbing that too. I was hoping you'd take it there, but. Um, You're, yeah, and this, uh, Mean Gene's looking pretty strong in his toga here tonight, today too, at WrestleMania 9. So more importantly, do you go commando when you wear your toga? Uh, no. Unlike some people, I never go commando. I got to protect the family jewels. They have to be pocketed up in my Tommy John's as always. Well, come on. You want to feel like a, you know, a Dutch boy roam in the countryside? Uh, no, free? I'm good on that. I'm good on that. <laughs> I want to break free. And there it is. I got so, my queen shirt on right now. Look at that. Yeah, I'm some, I'm supporting <laughs> WrestleMania. We were talking about this WrestleMania. Savage is on the card, or not on the card, is on commentary. I'm like, oh, I got to wear something Savage. I haven't Yeah, and I am not a fan here on WrestleMania 9 of Savage's commentary. He's not he, really strong here. We're talking about, I think, I believe one of our loyal listeners asked us about somebody that should have been on this card, but um, we'll, we'll talk about that guy later on too. But this is uh, this is the first WrestleMania that's been was held entirely outdoors. Uh, it wouldn't happen again until 2008, uh, being held outdoors, that is. Uh, and like I said, being that it's at Caesars Palace, it's the world's largest toga party. Did you Were you in favor of having this in Vegas, looking at it now? Yeah, I actually liked having it outside. I thought it was fun. I thought it was pretty – it was different. Um, no, I enjoyed that whole aspect of it. I thought the way they made – basically the parking lot of Caesar Pal Caesar's Palace look yeah. um, was really good. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Because I think there's some sort of um, a video out there on YouTube or on the interwebs of them actually setting up kind of one of those time-lapse videos. 
mm-hmm. of them setting it up. It's really interesting to see because it's like you said, they turn to their parking lot at Caesar's Palace into this whole this whole set of uh, of WrestleMania. Um, so uh, obviously we we're recording the Sunday of Day Two of WrestleMania this year. Everybody's known that WrestleMania sets are like by far the best ever in all of professional wrestling. Is this WrestleMania here one of your favorite ones? Yeah, probably so. I, I really like the look of it. Um, even though it's in Dallas and it has all these stars and it reminds me of that shitty football team that plays there. But uh, sorry, Pondwater. But it's just, it is, it's, it's pretty cool how they've, they've made the whole setup look down there and everything i like it yeah because there's a bunch of uh a bunch of friends of ours that are uh there at uh, night one and night two uh, a bunch of members yeah. of the wolf pack and a bunch of members of afs and Pondwater himself is there the hall well, mr hall of fame i should say pond yes Dave. get his name sure. right so yeah he he made sure that he he sent a cease and desist order that every time we mention him on the show now he has to be Mr. <laughs> Hall of Famer, Conwater Dave. Um, so congratulations anyways though, on that, uh, that honor, Dave. So uh, this WrestleMania is basically has two main storylines, Justin. For those of you that haven't watched it or don't want to watch it, um, it was being billed as Yokozuna taking on the then WWF champion Brett the Hitman Hart, Yokozuna winning the Royal Rumble in '93 here, uh, and then also the whole returning of Hulk Hogan, um, who departed after WrestleMania eight, uh, and then returned with Brother Brudai. And we all would have been better off if he didn't fucking return. But that's Jesus all. Jesus Christ, man! I like listen but... as a kid. I loved Hulk Hogan. I, everybody uh, did, though. That was a thing. That's what we grew up on. But about this time, after WrestleMania 8, when him and Sid were the fucking main event that we didn't need, it should have been Flair and uh, Macho Man, obviously. But mm-hmm. Hogan must pose, pal, after every fucking WrestleMania, and we'll see it here, oh, too. It just yeah. started to wear thin on me. Well, you know? but you're also starting to see, too, is that a lot of friends or friends a lot of fans excuse me are starting to turn they they're getting sick of hogan they're getting yeah, sick of this is the hogan time pose. you know over this last year you know 92 to 93 was when i started becoming a hitman fan and not a mm-hmm. hulkamaniac you know cuz i think we were all just tired of it yeah it's about the same time i was turning too to towards guys like hitman like sean uh even even with Razor Ramon too, we'd see him in his classic. Uh, we'll be going over that next week, WrestleMania ten. His classic ladder match with Sean at WrestleMania ten in in uh, MSG. But the funny thing is, we're talking about our least favorite and most favorite WrestleManias, and in the next three weeks, we're going nine, ten, eleven, all in exactly. order. And hey. one of them's a favorite, and two of them are shitty. Right, exactly. But it's just, it's one of those things where it's either you really like them or you really hate them. There's no real in between as far as your WrestleMania favorite WrestleManias. You know what I mean? I, you can't really go back and say, Oh, I really liked, uh, 
24 because that was Sean and, and Flair or WrestleMania 30 when Brian won the title when you beat Batista and Triple H in the same night. But hey, but I didn't like it as a whole. You can't really say that. You know what I mean? There's not this one was we'll get into it now is there was really honestly, man, there's only really two good matches on this card and they started off the fucking pay-per-view. Yeah. You know, they're starting off hot. I don't want to say it's a curtain jerky because it's one of the better matches is the uh, IC championship match with Shawn Michaels, your champion, taking on Tatanka. Yeah, uh, Gorilla, Gorilla opens it up for us, and I love him opening up a WrestleMania. I wish he would have been on the commentary. However, JR did a really solid job, I felt like, especially considering, considering he had fucking Randy Savage sitting beside him, which was difficult to steer him in the right lane sometimes. Sure. Um, but Gorilla throws it to a debuting JR. We hadn't even seen JR yet. This is his Correct. first time on TV, and it's at WrestleMania 9. And a That's fucking pretty toga. Cool. And uh, they throw it to Finkus Maximus, who intros uh, Caesar and Cleopatra, which I don't know that we needed that. Um, but it does look to be a beautiful sunny day in Vegas here as we open up. Um, then Macho Man comes out getting fed grapes. Um, Macho is in a fantastic, and I mean fantastic, purple, white, and gold suit. With the, with the hat and everything, he's looking only as he can look. And then Heenan comes out in that classic spot that he's coming out backwards on the camel, and uh, Bobby falls down after he gets off the camel and just sells the shit out of it. And uh, Jim tells him he stinks and he smells like camel. Is this, we all know what a camel smells like. That's what Bobby's not. Of course. There's that, there's that, there's that scent at Yankee Candle and that Bed Bath & Beyond when you say smell like camel. So. Uh, but, you know, I, I always love that spot, Bobby, coming out backwards on the camel. That was a good, good way to start it off. And as you said, now we got the first match, Shawn Michaels, uh, stupid-ass music hits, and uh, Luna is making her debut as well with Shawn. Yeah. With Sean, and yeah. Bobby, Bobby funnily says she's a doll. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't realize how good that she was until she, you actually sat down and watched her debut here because Sherry comes out with, with Tatanka. So keep yeah. in mind that this is that whole era where Sean's had turned heel and he got rid of Sherry and Sherry's kind of been in the, in favor of Marty Jannetty when they broke up. Now they're in, basically she's in favor of anybody that faces Shawn Michaels. Sherry's now a face, which correct. I don't, I don't like her as I a don't face. either. You no. know, it just doesn't work that well, but she made because it work though. That's a thing. She, she did made here. It work. Um, Sherry strolls out after Tatanka, kind of like, well, just kind of mosey on down here and see what's going on. Sean is in his classic early 90s, you know, white and black uh, pants here, which I always kind of liked, even though it's weird that a, a heel wears white. But I think that's old school thinking, like who gives a shit? Mm -hmm. um, Sean butchers the hell out of a Huracan Rana because he sucks, as usual. Um, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Now, how let's see you do a Huracarana or a Frankenstein, or we'll call it. I'll do it. Just give me a few drinks and I'll let that baby fucking roll. And then uh, when your neck is broken and you're in a halo, 
<laughs> we still have to do the show, even when you're highly medicated on painkillers. Listen, I'm more like Brett. I don't have to flip and fly around. I just fucking wrestle like a regular person. Uh, Luna attacks Luna attacks Sherry after Tatanka wins by count out. So now we're getting the, you know, the sympathy on Sherry there. Um, overall, like you said, good solid starter. Nothing yeah. really wrong with it, other than that shitty hurricane Rana by uh, Sean. But other than that, yeah. it was okay. Yeah, but Sherry's really putting Luna over here, man, because Luna is that. I don't want to compare Luna and Sherry, but you're starting to see a lot of the characteristics of Sherry in Luna, but she's doing it in her own way. Yeah. Luna and, is very loud over there throughout the match, you know, beating the, the, the mat and screaming at the top of her lungs and uh, just being very over the top, which Luna as a person was very over the top. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> we, we'd see her later lie next year when we go over it next week is we'll see it see her aligned with Bam Bam Bigel, which I would think was an absolutely fantastic yeah. team. State, I think it would have been cool if Luna would have shaved her head and tattooed it with Bam Bam. That's what she should have Well, done. she shaved it, though. She had tattoos on it. She had the uh, veins. Oh, well. yeah. She had the vein thing after I, I'm here, too. Yeah. Uh, um, so, go ahead. Go ahead. I was, gonna I was just going to say... But... Yeah, after that, after the match, Mean Gene interviews the new Hall of Famers, the yeah, Steiner oh yeah. brothers. Um, and we get our second match, which is the Steiners versus the Head Shrinkers. Steiners win with the Frankensteiner. Overall, good physical match. Didn't hate this match either. I thought it was pretty solid. Yeah, but you, that's what you're gonna get with the when you when you think Steiner brothers and the Head Shrinkers who were fat too, aka Rikishi, aka the Sultan. Um, and his, I believe it was his, co- his, his cousin, Samu. They're all cousins. They're all cousins. Yeah. <laughs> if you say cousin, you're probably right. Uh, but when you say those two teams, you know, it's going to be a little stiff on the stiff ski side. Mm-hmm. And when you're thinking tag teams, 93, you think Steiner brothers, that's all you think, because you got your tag champions here. We'll see later in the show is money incorporated IRS mm-hmm. and Ted DiBiase. But this is probably one of the last times, too, we're going to see the Steiner brothers because they're going to end up jumping back over to the WCW in mm-hmm. a little while. But did you notice who the referee was during this match? I did not. It was Mr. Bill Alfonso himself. Oh, there we go. So you have to keep in mind at this time, you even see Harvey Wimbledon, Wimbledon that too come out with giant Gonzalez later on. So yeah, a lot of these kind of guys that have been involved with the business in pretty much every facet mm-hmm. since for years and decades. But like you said, all in all, dude, great match. I think mm-hmm. um, if a uh, little side note, if the Steiners were warriors under Caesar's rule, how long do you think it would take for the Steiners to overthrow them? because you know it's gonna happen between (laughs) between scott and rick man i don't want to fucking mess with them yeah i think rick would have got thrown to the lions for barking like a dog they'd be like this motherfucker's fucked up someone get rid of him yeah so and speaking of another guy that's fucked up is doink the clown 
Mean Gene is him. with Doink. It, this is back in the day, though, too, and they don't do this anymore, but almost before every match, they throw it back to Mean Gene. It was an, an interview. interview. Yeah. Because that's when you have somebody like a Mean Gene, you want to take advantage of them. They said the same thing with WCW, too. But he was more of, hey, we'll go on the ramp to Mean Gene on the ramp, and then they'd come out. Yeah. But yeah, Mean Gene is with Doink, and we but get. But he's a, a heel here too, though. Doink, did you really like Doink as a heel? Yes, I liked it more, if, more so. Yeah, and when they go back to Mean Gene here, he's standing in front of this um, statue of Caesar, and Doink sure. put a, a clown uh, wig clown on makeup it and a wig on it, yeah. and, and put that was makeup great. on. And Mean Gene's like, he has desecrated this statue. <laughs> right. It was good shit. So you see spoiler you're gonna they've been really building this up with the two doinks and you know steve kern well, was the second one well doink did tell us in the interview with mean gene he said at the end of this match crush is going to be seeing double vision so it's kind of foreshadowing it's looking at it now but they're really selling how he like he broke his arm and he took his oh my god he took his arm out of his socket and beat him with yeah, it. Yeah, well, I like no, that spot. No, no, it's it's a <laughs> fake arm there, schmucks. Uh, but I really like this 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 version of Doink because we grew up obviously at this time we grew up with Doink as the baby face. Uh, did you? Did you like Doink at this time? Because I believe I'm trying to remember that on uh, who it wasn't Ray Apollo. It was uh, uh, Born. Yeah, Matt Born. I know Born was Doink at this time. No, I like Doink here. I like him as a, like I said, as a heel. Um, I like having the second Doink. I like when Dink he gets with Dink. <laughs> I always oh later just, on yeah. It's just always very comical, but also like, you know, he was kind of a a asshole and that was the fun of it you know this match actually this is probably my favorite version of crush yeah kona crush kona crush i like yeah. i like kona crush um and i feel like for what it is this is one of crush's best matches yeah and you also take i can remember how, because you, and who he's working with too because uh born was uh, he was on wrestlemania one yeah. Keep in mind. Yeah. So he's been doing it for quite some time. Obviously, he had his demons, but when he was in the ring, he he worked very well. Absolutely. And especially now with the facials of Doink, something that you didn't ever saw was the, the character. You're starting to see now. We got two very colorful attires here in Doink and then kind of crushing his orange like, and yellow and purple. And um, but Matt Bourne should never go. To the top turnbuckle because that was cringy he went up to the top turnbuckle and he acted oh, like he, he looked like he was about to fall as soon as he got up there i'm like yeah. what's he doing up there he's trying that. to do the finisher it was the whoopee cushion <laughs> he kind of just sit on him crusher's mullet here is something to behold i mean oh when you think far. 1993 mullets you go right to crush's picture here i mean it's just it's something yeah. but the best part a second doink shows up Hits Crush with the cast. Um, Doink wins. And then they do that classic uh, mirror spot where they're looking right. at each other and they're putting their hands up together mm -hmm. and they do this great mimicking with each other. Uh, I love that. That's the best part. 
maybe of the show for me is when yeah. Doink and the other Doink get out and they start <laughs> like, yeah, you know, just and then Bobby keeps saying it's an illusion. It's an illusion. Yeah, yeah, right. It's, oh, it's Bobby. Bobby's selling it though. Then that's what you want yeah. from your commentators is to sell. Even this, this is maybe like terrible. Looking back at it, it's freaking sell the shit out of it, man. Try well, to get I'll it tell over. you. I'll tell you what's terrible is coming up now. Oh Todd, inter- Todd, fucking Pettengill interviews two Japanese photographers and asks if there are two doinks or was it an illusion. What a fucking dope. Like, shut the fuck up, Todd, you idiot. My son can do better freaking interviews than Todd Pettengill. <laughs> God damn. But there's not really much we can say about that. But coming up next, the bad guy, Razor Ramon, taking on Bob Backlund. One of these weird is pairing. not like the other, man. Yeah, Holy it, shit. It just seems like a weird pairing to me. Um, I think it's both their wrestlemania debuts mm-hmm. back backland's wrestlemania debut which is hard to believe but of course he left in 84 and hasn't been back till now um i wonder what backland was doing from 84 to 93 like because he's still in good shape but i don't remember him wrestling anywhere else like i don't know if he went no to he was pretty much he, i don't think he went overseas he was I, but he, i think he got into politics at that time no that was later on Oh, was, was it later? That was after was this. Too. That was oh, after okay. This. I don't know what he was doing for nine years. I guess just hanging out and, and stepping up on chairs and stepping back down like he did in the hotel rooms. I'm not sure. But um, Razor's in his classic black tights here, which is always good. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite re- Razor collar. I'd say that's probably the purple, but mm-hmm. I, like, I like him in the black too. Um, Bob tries to shake Scott's hand, and of course, he gets a toothpick to the face for that. Um, the crowd had no reaction to it, though. They, But they eventually broke into a razor chant, even though Bob is the face here. That's, yeah, that's right. Like, which tells me, I think Vince watched this and said, you know what? We need to turn Bob heel. Yeah. Because the fans are not into face Bob back. But they, but they don't know what to do with him, though. That's a thing. He w- If it was, hey, if it was 1984 again, then fuck yeah, he'd be over. But it's 94. 94 or excuse me 93 excuse me yeah this and he's is not even close uh, this is three or four years before the attitude era and they were mm-hmm. already sick of face bob back one, you yeah. know but he, we, um, you see him do the job here for razor so razor gets his victory here on his first wrestlemania um backland looks translucent here too it's like you can you almost white, see through his skin yeah, yeah he's that white <laughs> jesus christ uh so the next match for the WWF World Tag Team Championships. We got Money Incorporated, your champions, IRS, Ted DiBiase, taking on the Mega Maniacs, Ugh. Hulk Hogan, and Brutus the fucking Barber Beefcake. So context to this match, Hogan is coming out. They play up like he got beat up outside of the gym last night when he was working out, and he's got a busted eye. And then you have Brutus basically his, broke his face. His face is all fucked up. Hogan's yeah. all fucked well, up. His face is fucked up before he got in the accident, but he's, his, his whole parasailing accident, not going to get into it. You guys can go out and Google it. The parasailing what was it? Accident. What was it that Hogan, why was his face fucked up? Was it a jet ski situation? It was I a think jet I'm... ski. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I, let me look. 
Yeah, it was a jet. He got, like, got hit by a jet ski or something. In like, the why are why? Listen, why are you parasailing and jet skiing around? And apparently, neither one of you can do it very well because you're fucking yourselves up. So, how about Bruce, we just stay Bruce home? can't even fucking wrestle well. So, what the <laughs> fuck? He's got to do. He's got to try something, Justin. Well, but, me, uh, of course, before this match, Mean Gene is with Money Inc. in the course. back, <laughs> and um, I will say I love. Teddy DiBiase in the white and gold suit. Like he had the green one, he had the black one, and he had this one, the white and gold one, which you never saw that often. It felt very for the, you know, very WrestleMania, Mania E. Like it's this is his special suit for WrestleMania. Right. (laughs) Which I bring out the good one. Yeah. (laughs) Hogan has a black eye, as we just said, and Beefcake has a stupid looking mask on his fucking face. Earl Durrell is our referee, of course. Um, Money Inc. tries to leave. <clears throat> Let's see. Oh, I got it right down. Oh. Trying to get counted Inc. out on purpose. Money, yeah, Money Inc. tries to leave and get counted out. But Earl has Howard announced if they get counted out, they will lose their title. So now they and now they have to the, back. And and Bobby correctly states, who the fuck is Earl to be changing the rules here all of a sudden? You can't do that. He got Fucking he, he had here. Yeah. Um, we get an extremely long million dollar dream. Uh, fucking, it was yeah. Uh, but Hogan. did you? But, but did you? You you had to like the million dollar dream though as a move though, right? Oh, I do. Yes. Um, Earl gets knocked down, of course. Jimmy Hart turns his coat inside out to reveal referee stripes stripes on the inside and counts to three. Then another ref comes out and disqualifies the Mega Maniacs or the Hulk and whatever they are. Jimmy Hart throws Danny Davis out of the ring. Like, what the fuck? When did Jimmy Hart become the muscle? It was just a fucking clusterfuck after this match. It's like, it just went way too goddamn long because you know why? Because Hogan's got to pose. Well, that's what I was going to say. And of course, even though they lost the fucking match, Hogan must pose. They play the music and Hogan is posing like he just fucking won. You didn't win shit, you motherfucker. But you're really you starting to see the writing on the wall here because the fans re- really didn't give a shit. No, and then they get the briefcase and find a brick and some cash uh, and they run around and pass the cash out. And Bobby says, Hogan, give me the money and I'll see, see to it that they get it back. <laughs> of course, but that's that's pure Bobby. That's And that's why what made him so good. Uh, but yeah, just not a good match. Not a good match. Uh, I, so- just can't, I just can't stand Hogan in this era. Like, no, I can't either. He, until, he, until until he turned heel and turning until he went to the NWO, he was really nah. He was he, he wrestles as a heel. Like at, at Royal Rumble in '92, he gets put out, and then he pulls Sid out because he's a fucking sore loser. Yeah. So then they lose the match here today at WrestleMania Nine. What's he do? Fucking pose like he fucking won something. Yeah. I mean, he's annoying as fuck, and we'll get to the last match, and he gets even more annoying for me. Yeah. But. That's another thing. But we, we see a backstage with Gene again with Mr. Perfect. <laughs> Dude, this was a good uh, promo for Perfect right until the end, until he gets all flushed and he just leaves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he did. He definitely started stumbling over his words there at the end and he just fucking left, which, yeah. what else are you going to do? So we got the narcissist versus Mr. Perfect. I love Perfect in yellow. It's yeah. kind of his classic color. It was yellow. For me. It was yellow and was it yellow and green, or yellow and blue, or whatever. 
Yeah, I think it's usually yellow and blue. Um, Luger comes out with four girls that are wearing thong bikinis, which, you know, I'm for that. Um, Of course, without question. (laughs) Luger gets a lot of offense on on Kurt's back throughout the match. Kind of, and they're, and they even, the announcers even kind of tell us like, you know, he's been out of wrestling with a hurt back. So they kind of make that the storyline of this match. Um, the, the, the worst part, God, Macho Man on, <laughs> on commentary. commentary. Yeah. He says, uh, Mr. Perfect gets a sleeper on and Macho goes, I didn't know he knew that move. <laughs> like, you didn't know that Mr. Perfect fucking knew a sleeper hold. Okay. Guy That's, that you yeah. wrestled how many fucking times and <laughs> been in the company with? Jesus Christ. Yeah, because a sleeper hold's really hard to figure out how to do. It's very difficult. Um, I think we've all put people, our friends, in sleeper holds when we were oh, yeah. kids. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, it, was, it was always a sleeper hold, and it was always the sharpshooter. Yeah. But somehow Macho, your... Macho did not know that Mr. Perfect yeah. knew this. But role. honestly, this wasn't a bad match. It just the ending was shit. Yeah. Because Perfect it just seems with... like there just seems like they're a bit slow. Perfect loses with having his feet on the ropes. I mean, it is what it is. You you want Luger to go over, but you want Perfect to save face. So you're going to say, oh, he right. didn't really lose. But you also take into account, did you notice this backstage segment that he did with Perfect going backstage and uh, taking out Luger backstage yeah. in the parking lot? And then, and then of course, Michaels is there and he yeah. takes a Perfect uh, perfect out as well. Seems like they're trying to set up a Shawn Michaels, Mr. Perfect feud. Yeah, for the IC or something, yeah. Yeah. So, unfortunately, we got to talk about this next match. He's not, <laughs> pretty much these next two matches. Well, two and a half. Um, don't really want to spend too much time on it, but The Undertaker is taking on Giant Gonzalez. Uh, this is something that was set up uh, at SummerSlam uh, and Survivor Series in 92 when uh, Giant Gonzalez appeared there as well as, excuse me, he didn't, he appeared at the Royal Rumble. Pardon me. I, I misspoke. Uh, but Undertaker's facing these giants, literally guys like a Kamala or giant Gonzalez in this era. And it's just like, Holy fuck. Why are you, why are you doing this to him? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I'm going to have a cold take on this match because usually when people think of Undertaker's worst matches, they point to this one. I'm not going to agree with that. Um, I'll get there in a second. Taker comes out in a chariot with a vulture. I really like that. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the giant uh, makes Taker look so small in this match. I mean, Taker's well, a big dude, and the, well, and the giant has what? a whole head over him. Well, they're building him at what? Eight feet, I think. Yeah, I think he's what? like seven, eight, seven, so, nine. When was the last time you saw anything eight feet long? Wait oh. for it. <laughs> Wait for it. Okay. Anyways, okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, but once again, we get a four-minute headlock in the middle of this match, which that is not good. Um, Undertaker Correct. actually, but I felt like Undertaker actually did a decent job of making Gonzalez look good in this match. As, as Giant, difficult as it was. Giant Gonzalez got a lot of offense in. Undertaker sold for him really well. Um, the Giant gets DQ'd for chloroforming Taker. I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> 
because you know and, you know every ring comes with chloroform and a rag you know that and, right justin every and ring of comes course macho man fucks it up he can't say chloroform he's like i think that's uh it's a core i'm like uh it's chloroform macho it's chloroform. right <clears throat> and he goes you know and jr keeps saying what's that stench he goes that's chloroform like everyone knows what chloroform smells like well, of course <laughs> of course um, the only time I've ever seen Taker stretchered out, I think. But then he comes back out staggering again. Yes, he comes back out, but I don't, I mean, that's the other thing. Like they're, he's trying to put giant Gonzalez over him. Like he's, he's even getting working. stretchered out. It's just not working. It didn't work. And it was. Uh, anytime you're wearing a naked bodysuit with hair on it, you're not going to get over, bro. I hate to break it to you. So what are the odds that that bodysuit is in the house of one Conrad Thompson? <laughs> I'd like to see Conrad's big ass in that thing. That would be hilarious. Coming soon at Top Guy Weekend. Conrad Thompson <laughs> giant in the giant Gonzalez bodysuit. <laughs> giant Conrad. Oh um, there you go. There, there, there's got it. Okay, so JD Hoop, if you're listening to this, you have to make Conrad Thompson into the the uh, giant Gonzalez. <laughs> you have to with this. You have to. Um, Next time Conrad and Bruce ever cover anything with giant Gonzalez in it, they need to, that needs to be the artwork. It has Con- to be. It has Conrad. to be. It has, so Dave Silva, if you're listening to this too, because Dave does all the artwork for that, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. So that has to happen. That has to happen. But anyways, so all in all, Taker was basically doing what he could with him, tried to get him over. It didn't end up working, so on and so forth, whatever. So why the hell are we seeing a Hogan promo next, right before the title match? So, of course, we go, we got the main event coming up between the greatest of all time, Brett the Hitman Hart against Yokozuna, and Mean Gene is in the back. Is he talking to Brett? Is he talking to Yoko? Nope. Fuck, Fuck no. Who does he interview? Hulk fucking Hogan before the main event of this match. What the fuck are we doing? This is such bullshit. Like, Mean Gene has interviewed someone before every match that was in the fucking match all day long. Now, we've got Brett Yoko. Who do we interview? Fucking Terry Bollea. I mean... That this enrages me, as you guys can tell. It absolutely enrages me. I mean, can you imagine tonight or last night? We're gonna have the main event and we're gonna interview some slapdick that's not even in it before the fucking main event. It's like interviewing The Rock before the main event last night with Kevin Owens and Steve Austin. <laughs> yeah, like why? Because he's there, goddammit. But goddamn, Hogan must be on everything. He's my... No, he's not, Vince. We're done with it. But the thing, you know what would have made a lot more sense? Hear me out. Why not have Hacksaw Jim Duggan do it? Because Yoko... (laughs) No, seriously. Yeah, I know. Because Yoko squashed Because Yoko squashed Duggan and put him out of commission on... I believe it was... um, It was like Superstars or something. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Fucking have Hogan for or uh, Duggan for God's sakes. The promo probably would have been shit, but it would have been a hell of a lot better than fucking Hogan. And then Hogan putting himself over and be like, all the Hulkamaniacs are with Brett the Hitman Hart. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. All the Hulkamaniacs are waiting for Brett to lose 
So you're fucking selfish ass and go out there and fucking steal the title away in 20 seconds and make Brett look like shit. <laughs> so interesting side note, guys. So th- those of you that don't know, I send Justin a run sheet each and every week with the notes and what we want to talk about. Justin, I don't know if you see it on your end, but on my end, I bold out and colorize, color code everything. And context to it, what are the colors this week? Red and yellow. <laughs> Just for Justin. So are they, bla- are they black? Are they black and pink? Nope. Well, okay, let's get into this fucking sham of a match. So I love Brett in the all hot pink. Oh, yeah. I liked it too. Yeah. It kind of goes back to the days when he first started. Mm-hmm. But it's a different color pink. Like the pink in the late 80s and stuff was like a like a bright kind of pink. This is sure. almost a different like a hot pink it has a different it's like those fucking shorts that you wore when you were a little kid or something that you it was hot at that time so your fucking parents <laughs> made you fucking wear this shit yeah kind of like ahead. a neon neon pink almost. neon there oh. you go yeah yeah um but awesome drop kick by brett to start it's like a double leg drop kick he does it was like a, weird a, it was drop like a um, shotgun, shotgun uh, drop kick yeah um but that gets the match started the crowd was super into the match super into this match they were the loudest they've been all night big pop for brett's off the top rope bulldog on yoko yeah huge pop for that the crowd was like i said into it big time so then of course we get the famous salt spot where (sighs) fuji took way too long to find the salt or even though it was right in his fucking hand or his fucking pocket it was almost like fuji forgot that he was supposed to be in the spot oh shit shit. i can get salt salt Honestly, though, I thought before the ending here, this match was really good. Oh, yeah, um, by far, by far. Brett, they could have not had Hogan in this whole fucking shit. And still yeah. the match would have been a hell of a lot better. I mean, I just feel like Brett made Yoko look so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and but Yoko's, Brett can make anybody look good, though. That's the thing. And Yoko just sold really well for the shit that Brett did. Um you know, just overall, there's not a lot wrong with the match. I mean, Brett was such a good storyteller. They told a good story in this match. They get to the end. He's got the sharpshooter on. If Brett loses the title to Yokozuna here and that's it, I'm perfectly fine with it. I like mm-hmm. how the salt spot happens. You know, Brett got cheated. Although I will say, I don't necessarily love just pinning him with salt in his eyes. I felt like Yoko should have done something else to get the three count, you know what I mean? Because all that happens is Brett's putting a sharpshooter on, he gets salt in his eyes, and Yoko yeah. pins him. And I feel like, well, I don't know if salt in your eyes is necessarily you can't kick out. I yeah. feel like once he got salt in his eyes, then Yoko should have done his finisher on it. Well, how about how about this, though? How about you get the, you do the whole salt spot, and why don't you do a spot where if it was, was Earl in this? The rough at this yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. So how about this? Fuck Hogan. Get him out of there. The Hogan thing, obsolete. Delete it. Delete it. Matt Hardy, delete. <laughs> um have you know, do the whole salt spot. Brett gets the salt in his eye, and then he fucking clocks Earl. Earl DQs him. He keeps his title. You fast forward to it because this is what this where are we April here, I believe. Mm-hmm. So the next so. pay-per-view would have been Summer King of the Ring. Or King, King of, of the, the Ring. 93. Yeah. yeah, I think 93 was the first King of the Ring. So 
have a fucking because no, yeah, because Hogan would have faced Hogan faced under yeah. or uh, Yokozuna Yoko. in '93, mm-hmm. and yeah. Yoko won it back. Have that match at fucking Wrestle or at uh, King of the Ring between Brett and and Yoko and Yoko winning at this time. Mm-hmm. Fuck the Hogan thing. Have some sort of fucking dusty finish. It wasn't dusty finish at that time. Have Brett keep it. Have him go to fucking King of the Ring there. Or fuck, even you can even you can even do it to SummerSlam, even. Fuck and it. Bruce Pritchard is lying his fucking ass off when he says, "Oh, we put the title on Hogan because we wanted to sell tickets in Europe for our tour." That is such horseshit. Oh, yeah. If that's the case, leave it on Brett because Brett's more over in Europe than fucking Hulk Hogan. It yeah. makes, and they already sold tickets before Hogan even got the fucking title. He's right, fucking right. lying his balls off on that shit. That I is just, such horse shit. You know what happened? Vince uh, Vince wanted Hulk to stay. He knew he was thinking about leaving. And so he mm-hmm. put the fucking title on him here in haste. I, that's exactly just, what happened. And we all exactly. know it. I just, now, I, I, I don't know. There's so many different fucking things that you could have done. Why couldn't you do it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and Fuji's dumbass loses Yoko the belt here. Like, Yoko just won the title, and Fuji's stupid ass goes, hey, Hulk Hogan, you that yellow Betty. Get it here. Fight. <laughs> and then Brett, and Brett's like, go ahead, go ahead. Brett's, go ahead. Fuck you, dude. Seriously? I'm like, you and I both grew up on Hogan. And we love Hogan. Don't get me wrong. But 93 on until 96 was a drizzling shit for Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Yes. It was. And you can't tell me any otherwise. Because but, and- his... He- his head was so many other places. He's in movies. He's in TV. Whatever. Fuck, yeah. dude. Just Thunder in Paradise or whatever the fuck. I just terrible it. show. And, 23, and, 22 fucking seconds. He can never have back. And that's the thing. It makes Brett look like such shit that Brett had to fight, fight, fight. And then Hogan comes in and wins in 20 seconds. I mean, what the fuck? And then. I mean, I just can't imagine you're wanting to build with Brett and Sean and Razor. You know, Vince has already said. You see Diesel come in shortly. Yeah, Vince has already said, I'm going younger. Well, then why do you make your champion that you're trying to build your company around look like absolute fucking shit? And that would have made sense. And they would have given him the uh, fucking Bob Backlund the fucking title eventually, too, in the next six yeah. to 12 months. So it's like, what the fuck, dude? But every, as we know, up at the, until up to this point, every goddamn WrestleMania must end with Hogan posing. Oh, fuck, man. Dude, I'm tired of the shit. Why don't we, uh, you know, somebody else that poses really well. I think this Mr. is the hot. I think this is the hottest I've ever got on our. I show. think it's both of us. It's as hot as we got. <laughs> Seriously, I'm I think genuinely pissed. Jesus, just talking they, about they, this match again. And I didn't think we were going to get this hot either. That was the funny part. <laughs> I'm writing this shit. I'm writing the show. I'm I'm watching the show, and I'm like, fuck, we're going to get fucking. It's going to be mild as shit. Fuck no, we're going to. God, let the explicits fly. <laughs> Uh, by God the damn. way, before we go on to our next segment, I do want to say everyone I told you, uh, did we do Wrestle? Yeah, last week we did WrestleMania 17, right? Correct. Um, and I told you the timestamp to see our dear friend of the show, Efren Bajorquez. Sure. Well, here's your timestamp for WrestleMania 9. If you want to see a, the little slapdick Efren holding up a sign 
It is at one hour, 39 minutes and 48 seconds. So there's your Efren timestamp of the WrestleMania. Let's talk about happier things. I, I don't, about well, yeah, but you, you talk about effort. It's always going to be happy though. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm glad we didn't go to a, the next segment without talking about that. Now we're <laughs> happy. Now we can enjoy these questions from our very loyal, loyal listeners. So let's set it up to Rich Palladino to introduce us. Hey guys, RJ here from the ringside rant. Want to tell you about a great sponsor, everyplate.com. Every plate is America's best value meal kit. While most meal kits come with a premium price tag, Every Plate offers delicious dinners that won't break the bank. Every Plate's quality ingredients come carefully packaged and pre-portioned, helping you save money and reduce food waste. Like that mixed bag of veggies that you have in the freezer that you won't use half of them and you end up throwing out. Let every plate plan, shop, and deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a consistently low price. Choose from 17 delicious weekly recipes, and then, well, just sit back, relax, and enjoy it later on. They'll deliver pre-portioned ingredients into easy-follow recipe cards right to your front door. Like I said, I was very skeptical about this, but when I saw the price tag, man... I went full go and got everyplate.com delivered right to my home and impressed my wife. So if I am impressing my wife, you should impress your wife or your significant other as well. Go over to everyplate.com and get started with Everyplate for just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the promo code RINGSIDERANT179. Impress your loved ones, impress your families across the board this time of year by going to everyplate.com and using a promo code RINGSIDERANT179 to pay just $1.79 per meal. Thanks to our friends over at Every Plate. It's listener questions. All right, thanks for that, Rich. So, Justin, I was surprised that we did not get any questions from the money man, Money Mike. I, I know you probably intimidated him too much now between what's going on with Charlotte last night. I'm sure he probably hasn't left his basement, or I mean his bedroom. No, actually he did. I have such an issue with here. With him last night, I told him I'm revoking his wrestling fan card and his he's he can never no longer claim to be a fan of Charlotte Flair. If you're a super fan like he claims to be, sure, you would think you'd be watching WrestleMania last night. Correct. I, Correct. I if Brett would have been wrestling last night, I would have not shown up to my brother's wedding. I don't care what's going on. Like, <laughs> I, I would be watching Brett the Hitman Hart wrestle at WrestleMania. Sure. However, last night, Money Mike goes on a date with his mother to watch fake Shania Twain. Not even the real Shania Twain. This is a fake Shania Twain impersonator that he went to watch instead of staying home to watch Charlotte Flair wrestle at WrestleMania. 
I don't even gonna, I don't even know what to say. I'm going to institute a new rule here for the ringside rant. If something like this ever happens again, you're going to go in uh, Ranters Nation jail. So he's I in mean, jail for the next week. Yeah, lock him up and throw away the key. I mean, what the and you, hell? And, and you knew something good with Charlotte was going to happen because he wasn't fucking watching. You knew that was going to happen. I mean, she retained her title. She looked solid in that blue robe and the sure. Uh, I like I like the blue tights she was in. She yeah. looked good. It was a good match. It was, uh, you know, nothing wrong with it. Money Mike is watching. You know, off-brand Shania. Man, <laughs> I feel like a woman. Yeah. Is that Shania Twain? I have no fucking clue. Whose bed has Money Mike's boots been under? Not Charlotte Flair's. I can <sighs> fucking tell you that. Yeah, that's for goddamn sure. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow. Well, I, I guess we got to find some repentance or penance for uh, Michael to do to be allowed to come back into the listeners' questions and uh, think, come out of I Ranters think, Nation jail. I, I think he should be banned for a month. He's not allowed to ask questions. He's not allowed to well, be on the I, show. I think a month is I think a month month is, a month is drastic, but it's not for this offense. I think oh, it's, okay. it's, it's okay. actually light. Kind <laughs> <laughs> kind kind of probably like that alcohol he was drinking because he had to see Shania Twain. Oh yeah. fuck. I mean, what right, the well, hell? Well, we got to make it better. We're going to go to our questions now because we got to get it. We got to get higher on here. So our uh, first question comes from Top Gail Amy. She asked, how did Justin feel watching Bret Hart needing Hulk Hogan to avenge him after losing his title to Yokozuna, cheating (laughs) the first time? She's trying to get me riled up again. I just got calmed down after going over that match, and now she's bringing this shit back up. Oh, yeah. Okay, so as a kid, I didn't hate it because... Like I said, I was a Hulk Hogan fan. So I was glad that Yoko lost. I did not hate it near as much as I hate it now. Let me just put it sure. that way. No, no, I get it. I get, I get what you're saying, yeah. But I guess that's the, the easiest way to answer that question. Now, it's one of the greatest travesties that's ever occurred in wrestling. Oh, without question. Hey, without question. We'll, we'll get to that. There's a, another question down here, I believe, from... Uh, from Brad Stanton, we'll, we'll get a little bit more granule, 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 <laughs> granule, that too. I'm a good say words. I, I can't say rural. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, no, I can't. Never mind. So, anyways, our next question comes from Bryant Haremza. He asked, we touched on it. Is it, this is the worst WrestleMania of all time, right? The what? The worst WrestleMania of all time. I, we um, briefly touched on it, but he wants to know. I don't think it. so, Brian. Um, by the way, I hope you had fun. I saw your pictures. At oh, at Man- he was at Mania. Yes. Yeah. Um, but no, to me, 11 is the worst. Yeah. Yeah. And I hate oh, WrestleMania oh, over, too, over, too. Overall. Yeah, two two was three. What that was the three different locations, right? Yeah, I did not like it. The main event with Hogan and fucking 
King Kong Bundy, Bundy was probably put him in a cage. I mean, other than to me, Steve Austin and Shawn Michaels was very everyone knew who was winning that match at WrestleMania 14. Like mm-hmm. we've been building Steve for a year and a half now. This we knew that was going to be his crowning moment going sure. into the match. No one yeah. thought Sean was going to win. No. And I think that's how WrestleMania 2 was. Everyone, no one thought King Kong Bundy, King Kong fucking Bundy was going to beat Hogan at WrestleMania 2 and be the champion. Correct. So I to me, that's why it's terrible, besides everything else. But to me, top to bottom, WrestleMania 11 absolutely sucks. And we will get to that. Two um, weeks. As we said, this was a bad WrestleMania, um, but there was some decent stuff in it. I thought the Steiners and the the Head Shrinkers was a good match. Um, the Doink and Crush thing was fun. Luger perfect. Yeah, and terrible, even, but and even Brett and Yoko was a good match until we yeah. get you know of course the ending. But I I can't say that this is worse than WrestleMania 11 because WrestleMania yeah. 11 to me was just dog terrible. shit. Yeah, terrible. So his next, his last question is, who is someone from this era uh, that you wish could have had an opportunity on this show? So I preferenced at the beginning of the show with Savage. Dude, he should have been on this, in this, on this card. Yeah. Because you know, he st- we would have seen him next year. Con- or, spoiler alert. We're going to see him at WrestleMania 10 next year. Well, if we only would have had a two-day WrestleMania like we have now, everyone on the fucking roster could have been on the card. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but I would say you're right, Savage. I'd like to see him yeah. wrestling. Um, and another one that he's a personal favorite of mine, so I'm just going to throw his name in there, Rick the Model Martel. Yeah, yeah. Because he he lost the IC title uh, close to this. No, he was never Intercontinental Champion. Rick Martel. Who am I thinking? No, he, yeah, he uh, was. No, never was. Razor beat him. But yeah, they did have a match, but Rick was never was the, the Intercontinental. It was a tournament. I, yes, and they fought each other to for the. I think at the oh, end. Oh, I and thought Razor he won. had it. I am. I, I apologize. I miss. I misread that. Okay, but yeah, I think that, it would that, have been fun if they would have put the IC title on Rick at some point. Yeah, but they never yeah. did. I might. Be, you know what? I might be thinking of Tito. Tito have it. Santana. In the eighties, he was like yeah. one of the. Yeah, he was the original one of the original ones with him, and no, because he had a good mad, good series there with Savage. It was like yeah, the he, mid that's the late eighties. That's, that's who he lost it to was Savage. Yeah, yeah. All right. So our next question comes from a new listener, Maddie Daddy. You can find him at Maddie Daddy FF on the Twitter gimmick. He asked, he wanted Daddy. A, Maddie Daddy. He's Maddie Daddy. Meet Justin Daddy. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I think Efren, I think Efren should meet Maddie Daddy. I think they might he might like that. Wait for <laughs> it. Wait for it. All right. We're good. But but it is awesome to have new listeners. So oh, exactly. Maddie Daddy, uh new question asker. So thanks for sending in the question. So What's he got? He wa- he wants to ask how that these three WrestleManias would stack up to each other as far as talent. And as far as like the direction at that time. So this WrestleMania here, WrestleMania nine, mm-hmm. WrestleMania before this WrestleMania eight. And mm-hmm. then, then the year after here, WrestleMania 10. Oh, okay. So I loved eight. I think eight is an underrated WrestleMania. I really, I mean, you got the flair and macho man title match, right? Sure. Yeah. 
Um, the only bad thing about eight is you got to have fucking Hogan pose and Hogan and Sid. Now we talked about it last week or mm-hmm. maybe two weeks ago. Should the world title be the main event? And I think 99% of the time it should. I think there are rare instances that something could be something else. Like last night with Steve mm-hmm. Austin. Sure. That should have that should have been the main event. Nothing's beating that. Correct. Correct. However, at WrestleMania 8, why in the fuck wouldn't Savage and Flair be the main event? It makes zero right. sense. It makes no sense, yeah. So that's my bitch about eight, but I do like WrestleMania eight. You got uh, Brett and Piper for the IC, which is really solid. Um, WrestleMania nine here, we've talked about. It has some decent points. However, just top to bottom, the show is not good. WrestleMania 10, I love. Mm -hmm. So to me, if I ranked them, I would go 10, eight, nine, obviously. Yeah. But as far as what, but what, what did he ask about the talent levels? As far as comparing the three WrestleManias, comparing the talent at that time, at the time of that WrestleMania, as well as the direction of the company at that time. So obviously, mm-hmm. clearly 10, I agree with you, or it'd be 10, 8, 9, or yeah, 10, yeah. 8, 9, because 9, it's like nobody knew what the fuck was going on. 8, you had the decent match there with Savage. And um, Flair, you also had, keep in mind, you also had Brett and uh, Piper there as well. Yeah, yeah. So you had those two good to top tier title matches there. In addition to all the rest on that, because I believe eight also had Shawn Michaels and Tito Santana at the, the, as the curtain jerker, which was a I decent guess, match. I guess th- to answer this question, I think 92, which is WrestleMania eight, mm-hmm. that was kind of the end of the golden era. Correct. Correct. I agree with and, that. Yeah. And 93 is kind of the beginning of the new generation. And then and 94 think, is there. And I think that 93 was that transitional year. Maybe that's yeah. why it's not as good. Cause they're trying to figure out, obviously they're still putting Hogan on at the end. So they're trying to go into that direction, but they're still mm-hmm. hanging on to some bullshit. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's, that's why, why 10 is the best because by now now you figured out we're going with the young guys we're going with brett and owen to open up and they kind of figured it out how to get away from the hogan era by by wrestlemania 10 i think wrestlemania 9 is kind of that transition year yeah yeah without question all right so thanks for that matt and uh next question comes from mr brad stanton So he asked, do you think the ending of the show can be put into the same infamous company as the following things? The Montreal Screwjob, the Finger Poke of Doom, and the Austin Heel Turn. Yes. And that ending, but where would you put that above all of those? Or would you put that like... Let's let's rank them. This is interesting. I like this question. Okay, so I'm going to put Montreal Screwjob 1... Finger Poker Doom two, this shit ending three, and then the Austin Teal, Hearn Teal, Hearn, I can't fucking talk. Heel turn. Heel turn, <laughs> Heel turn last. That's I'm how actually, I would rank it. I'm going to go different. Oh, I'm going to sure. rank 
Survivor Series 97 last because okay. it was a decent match. And also it was like the biggest thing talked about wise it ever happened. So even though it sucked for me as a fan, I felt like it it also propelled the Attitude Era, the Vince McMahon heel thing. And mm-hmm. so there were good things to come out of the Survivor Series 97 deal. There's nothing good that comes out of this ending here. No. So, okay, we got this Survivor Series, Austin turning heel. What's the other thing? Finger poker doom. Okay, so I'm going to go finger poker doom one. That's just awful shit. Okay. Awful. I would go this second. I would go Austin's heel turn third and Survivor Series fourth as far as ranking in order worse worse what, worseness what, what hurt the business the most to me the finger poke of doom really hurt the business it really hurt wcw i think fans were basically done with wcw after that time no. i don't want to put all the blame on the finger poke of doom because obviously there's all kinds of blame to go around with the demise of wcw True. however i think the finger poke of doom definitely helped contribute I mean, I remember as a fan, I was kind of done with them after that. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? Mm-hmm. You know, and no, of course, you know, Hogan has to go over as always. And then second would be this, because we're like I said, we're moving toward the young guys. We don't need Hogan to come in and win the fucking title in 20 seconds. We just don't sure. fucking need it. Sure. Um, and then Austin's heel turn was bad, but luckily they didn't stay with it real long. So that's why I would put that third. And then, I, like I said, the Survivor Series, there were good things that came out of the Survivor Series. So mm-hmm. um, not for Brett, but maybe for a lot of other people in WWE specifically. So I put that last. But yeah, yes, no, to answer the question, to answer the question, this is in that category. There's yeah, no, no doubt. Oh, no, without question, it's in that category. But so our next question comes from the devilish one himself, Devin Dowling. Devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man sewing on a fiddle and playing it hot, and the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, boy, let me tell you what. He's officially paddled out of his flooded basement, so that's good. His question is, should Hogan and Beefcake won the tag team titles and kept Hogan out of the main event angle? Well, if that would have kept him out, I say yes, but I don't well, think fuck it yeah. No. Knowing him, he would have won both. He would have been the champion and the tag. Oh, yeah, he would have won both. Yeah, he would have had, oh, I got to do both, brother. It doesn't work for me. But to me, no, the answer is no. Hogan and Beefcake didn't need the tag team titles. That would have been bad. That would have been bad. I just, they're not tag team wrestlers. They're not gonna carry those belts very well if they do win them it's just gonna they're just gonna figure out a way to lose them real quick mm-hmm. they 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 don't yeah it would have been bad so i say no to that yeah but thanks for the question devin appreciate it yeah. it's about time oh, yeah no yeah <laughs> it's fun to actually have you on this week's show you're not flooded out again but anyways <laughs> so let's welcome in the most famous person on this on this uh show elijah come in here buddy hit the button Let's give musical. Let me hear talk. All right, Justin. So we got two more additions to the wrestling with music this week. It's going to get us up to 56 
entries into our rankings. So I, I pitched the idea of this to you yesterday, I believe. And you reiterated it. Once we hit a hundred, we're going to move to something else as far as rankings. Mm-hmm. So we got another, however amount until we get to a hundred and then we'll go to over something. We'll leave it up to you. We'll give you guys a couple of options. We'll put it out to a poll. What you guys want us to rank in, in our opinions, in our uh, final segments here. Yeah, I think a hundred is a good number. We'll have our top 100 wrestling themes of all time ranked. Sure. And then we can move on to ranking something else, which will be fun. But this week, um, I love this era. The music back then, I liked, you know, just kind of hits me in the feel. So I like these two songs we've got today. Well, without question. Hopefully we can get them inside the uh, top 10 here. I don't know, because I'm sure you'll put up a fight about it. Um, <laughs> so what? Uh, we'll start with yours, Justin. What's yours, uh, your entry this week? Mine is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, and his music just fit his character perfectly, uh, pun intended. So uh, let's play it. So, like you said, it was it's a perfectly executed theme song, Justin. Mm-hmm. I love that part. When it, da, 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 yeah, yeah. I I always liked his music. I I really feel like it fits the character really well. Um, there's not a lot to it, but it's it's cool. It makes sense. Yeah, you know, it, it, it yeah. Fits him. Yeah. So, but you- I, the only, the only gripe I have about it, I absolutely love it. Don't get me wrong, it's a great because I told you yesterday. I said if you didn't pick it, if if you if you picked the one I picked, I was going to pick this one. Well, you, mm-hmm. Mister Perfect. But to me, you have to have a little bit of originality to it. This mm-hmm. was if if you guys look into it, I actually did research. Believe it or not, for this, Justin, this was mm-hmm. actually the Exodus theme song. So it yeah. wasn't a Jim Johnston no. theme, which, right. I, whatever, I, it's fine. Don't get me wrong. Fucking Macho Man Savage was a goddamn graduation song, for God's sakes. Right. So so I don't want to rank it too terribly high. I wouldn't. But like I said, I, I could definitely get with uh, at this point. I'll tell point, you where I, I feel like putting it. Yeah. In between Sid and Brutus the Barber Beefcake at 21. I love Sid's music. Um, okay. Yeah. I don't I think get, this is that. quite as good as Sid's, but I think it's pretty good. So I think it could slide in at number 21. Because I also think we can get it to that point too, where you got Goldberg right there at 23 and Goldberg was basically a file <laughs> insert file number here for yeah. WCW. So that wasn't, you know, that was kind of along the same lines of it's wasn't a Jimmy Hart 
ask a, a theme for WCW. So I think that's that's the right air, right place to put it. All right. So my pick this week, Justin, he's recently passed. Uh, so this is in honor of Ziavi, in honor of him. One of my favorite theme songs of of all time, the bad guy, Razor Ramon. Justin. So like I said, one of my, literally one of my favorites of all time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that Uh, is so good. And you know what I love about it? You have the main beat that boom, 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 but also you have so much, but you almost, you always, you also have so much going on behind it. Like you have the main beat, but then you got like all these other little instruments playing behind the main beat which is pretty cool. And then you got the tires squealing thing there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's so good. So, and it fits him so well. It's a Jim Johnston original. Uh, and I'm not putting it where I want to put it because of his recent passing. It, it was going to be up there regardless. And it's just one of those theme songs. When you hear it, you know, it's Razor Ramon. Mm-hmm. And I may get a little bit of heated with this, but I'm going to do it anyways. I would, if you look at my screen, I would put it right there. Okay. I would put it um, at number nine. Because if you look above at one through eight, they, for better use, they are a little bit more iconic. They're a little bit of when you hit it, when you hit that first 30 seconds, that first 10 seconds, you know who it is. You know what I mean? And like I said, mm-hmm. I like Dusty. I like Horseman. I like the Hardys. I like LOD. But I just think Razor is just that as a whole, that whole music is a lot better. I, if it was me, I think I would probably put it somewhere in this area, maybe 11. But I'm okay with sliding it into the nine spot. I mean, it is, it's pretty good. It's, it's very cool. Uh, theme for a very cool character uh like i said i like all the little different uh instruments being played throughout the whole thing it's very complex in a way but also very simple in a way um so yeah i'm fine with it we got we got a new entrant into the top yeah. 10 for the first hopefully, time in months yeah like. right since we started this pretty much hopefully we won't uh hopefully won't piss miss amy off too much but i'm sure she'll oblige to it so but with that being said, let us know what you think about that. Obviously, like I said, we're up to 56 right now, Justin. So on our gonna, on the road to 100. 
Exactly. So we're going to, uh, we're definitely looking forward to hopefully figuring out what we're going to be doing next for you guys, as far as our, our rankings, but we touched on it before next week, Justin, we're going to be going over uh, WrestleMania 10. Yes. So one of our, both of ours, one of our favorite WrestleManias as a whole. Uh, yeah. I picked, a lot of these I think matches. I, I think I picked this one as my favorite. Sure. Um, yeah. It is probably my favorite wrestlemania there's some other very good ones um but i just love 10 from the start to finish of course it helps that you start and finish with the goat but you know that's we'll talk about that next week it's going to be fun i love i love watching wrestlemania 10 i'm going to have fun taking notes on it uh can't wait this has been fun this whole trip through our least favorite and most favorite WrestleManias this month has been fun. I've enjoyed going back and watching them. Yeah, without question. So go head over, type it in your browser, castbycom slash ringside rant. Get all our links right there to all the platforms we're on, all the networks we're on, merchandise, all these great things. Um, our social medias for Twitter and Instagram. We're at underscore ringside rant on Twitter. He is at JD2040. Uh, guys, appreciate you so much for tuning in this week. Even though we didn't get a question from Money Mike, I'm sure we'll we'll make sure that doesn't happen again. Uh, so he, he feels like a woman right now. Ah, that's you did there. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, Justin, what do you got to close up the shop? Nothing, um, not a lot. Just um, thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate you guys sending in the questions. Um, this has been fun. I'm going to go take um, some blood pressure pills to recuperate over that Hogan. And so to- <laughs> yeah, go do some uh, hot yoga or some meditating or something so you can actually go on the rest of your day. Yep. Um, but thank you guys so much. We will see you next week.